Hello and welcome to Turning Your Trash into Treasure. Join us every Monday as we uncover the gold you find when you get out of your own way. Hello everyone. Today we have Michelle with us. Michelle, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what's holding you back right now. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for having me here today, Amy. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Uh, My name is Michelle Denayo. I am a business strategist and um, coach. I've been in the online coaching space for about four years now. I'm in Florida. Um, I would say one of the biggest things holding me back um, is the um, well, I would probably say it's, it, it comes back to two things. One, fear of success. And two, the um, wanting to stay small versus really wanting to be big. You know, having a, a vision to be big, but the subconscious in me saying, no, you should stay small. Okay. So we'll start with the fear of success. Um, what are you scared of? What, what, um, what, is, what does that look like to you? I think for me, the what it looks like in a sense is it's not that I've not been successful. I've been extremely successful. It's that it's success at the next level. And for me, the biggest fear is can I can I withstand it? Can I sustain that? What happens when you do go big? What happens when you do get the speaking engagement? What happens when, you know, can you handle it? That's the biggest one that always comes up is can you handle it? Do you feel like you've been able to handle everything that has been thrown at you this far with your business? Absolutely. Yep, I do. So why do you feel like you can't move to that next level? I mean, I know that uh, we all have these, uh, like our brain is trying to protect us, right? And so that when we go to the next level, it tries to like block us like, oh, don't go here. Mm -hmm. But you've been successful this far and you've been able to withstand everything this far. What happens if you get there and you can't withstand it? Um, I mean, the worst that happens is that you scale it back, right? I guess. And when you put it like that, the worst thing that could happen is you scale it back and that you um, reflect on it and realize what it is, you know, that's not sustainable in a sense. But um, yeah, I guess I don't, you know, when you word it that way, I guess it's, you can't, there's not really much to say, you know, there isn't really a lot. (laughs) Right. And that's the thing is that we just have to shift our mindset to a way that's going to be beneficial for us. And when you're thinking, oh my gosh, what if I get this speaking gig and it doesn't work out? Well, what what happens if it doesn't work out? Nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nothing really happens. Um, I would say too, one of the things is, um, you know, fear, the limiting belief of or will people resonate with your message, you know? Um, and, and again, that's still, that's mindset there too, because the reality is anytime I do speak or I have a conversation and I share my passion, I share what inspires me and different things of that sort, it resonates so well. And people, you know, I get such amazing feedback. So why I think it won't resonate well on a bigger stage, I'm not sure. It's just that needing like that, again, bringing yourself back to yes, but it's so much more comfortable when you stay small because you are going on a stage does not make it any, any different. Your message is still the same. It's still going to resonate with these people. And when you start having that, that thought, your, your brain is going to find evidence for whatever you tell it, whatever Mm. your thought is, your brain is going to find evidence. It's going to go out into the world and it's going to try to find it. So when you have these thoughts, these limiting beliefs that come up, take time to sit down and write 
all the ways that it could go right. Mm-hmm. All the ways that your message has resonated with people so far. All right. the ways that all the ways that you've touched people, all the ways that this could be a good thing. Right. And, and as long as you keep thinking that way, your brain is going to show you evidence of that. And, and it's, it's not going to happen overnight, obviously. I mean, even with your business right now, even though it's successful now, I'm sure there was times in your business where you felt exactly like you do now in the beginning. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Every stage of growth requires these different thoughts and, you know, growing and changing your thought process there. I mean, I think every, you know, every time you get to that next level, you're, you, you get new feelings of, of fear or miss, you know, limiting beliefs. Right. I was um, listening to this lady the other day and she, her name is Tracy Litt. She is awesome, by the way. I've heard of her. Yeah. I have a couple couple of good friends that really, really love her. She is amazing. But she um, did a training for us. And in that training, she says, change happens at the speed of safety. Oh, I was like, wow, that is so powerful. So when you are going through this change, you have to make yourself feel safe. Mm-hmm. And once you make yourself feel safe, and that is telling yourself all these, all these ways that you have helped people, all these ways that your message has resonated with people, and you feel safe in that, then you're mm-hmm. able to grow. Right. And it's more effortless. It's still going to be a little hard because we're always going to have those beliefs. So we're always going to have to work on our mindset. But at that point, you can, it's going to be more comfortable or more safe safety to you and you're going to be able to progress further. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Definitely helpful for sure. The, the other thing you said you were, it was fear of success and then fear. uh, I mean, and then what was the other one that you talked about? Oh, staying small. There's, you know, the, um, I think it's the, jumbled feelings of wanting to stay small and very intimate and thriving on that one-to-one, you know, experience versus the wanting to impact millions, you know, thousands of Mm -hmm. people and being, you know, being on, being able to broadcast your message to a larger, larger audience, but also really thriving and loving the smaller audience. So it's like that disconnect there between both. Why can't you do both? I don't know. I probably why can't why can't you do like a small um, one-on-one coaching? You can not have. I mean, you can raise your prices a little bit, or however that works for you. But why can't you have a small group that you work with plus do that? Well, I do really. Um, I do do a lot of one-to-one. It's more, I guess, from the um, broader audience. You know, when you get a broader audience, you get you know you have more eyes on you versus what the few eyes when you're working with a smaller audience to, um, again, it just comes back to that, like, is it going to resonate? Do people need to hear this? What happens when you have a broader audience? What happens when you have more eyes on you? That kind of thing. It, It all falls back on that. Like, do you want that? Can you withstand that? What happens when you put yourself out there and then it does resonate with hundreds of people, then what, you know, because you thrive in the one-to-one space. So it's just a matter of finding and shifting, I guess, for me, the finding that, that nice balance of having both, like you said. Right. And 
you can always try it and just look at it as an experiment. Let me try to step out here a little bit and see if this is really what I want to do. You can, you can start to grow your audience and start to go out on stage, start with smaller stages and then continue to grow. If that's something that you really want to do, because social media and, and the internet now you can, you can affect a large number of people in a small amount of time without having to be in front of them. Right. So it's, you, you can go and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to try to go out on stage. I'm going to try to do just a, a smaller one, maybe 50 to a hundred people. Let me see how this feels. Right. And if right. it, and if it doesn't feel good to you, or maybe it's not what you expected, you can always pivot and try something else. You could try maybe doing it online. Maybe that might be a little bit easier for you to do like an online conference or something like that so that you have more of an intimate feeling versus being in front of so many people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and I you think have that's to- a good point, you know, that you bring up in the sense of, especially from, I think in entrepreneurs in general or solopreneurs, business owners, it doesn't matter. And the point there that you just brought up is, is making those small incremental changes. Like you're not going to, you know, I don't have to go from being, you know, small, intimate, thriving in the one-to-one style, like very one-on-one type conversation to a stage of thousands, you know, there's ways to incorporate it, get in front of this, you know, team of 20 get in front of a team of 50 or you know whatever that looks like and then go progressionally from there which then again like you said gives you enough data to say like do you like this do you not you know there's the progressional steps which I think subconsciously we think we have to go from zero to 100 versus zero to 10 right right because we don't think about like the small steps but in in all actuality, could you really right now go and be on a stage of like a thousand or 5,000? Most people that are putting on those type of events, unless you're doing it yourself, they're going to want you to have some type of experience. So you're going to have to build up to that. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to be able to feel, okay, is this something that I want to do? Maybe I would like a bigger group. Maybe I wouldn't. Right. You know, so you can, you can kind of play with that. And the the greatest thing about being an entrepreneur and working for yourself is nothing is, nothing is cemented. You can change, you can pivot any way that you want to. And just because you're doing one thing doesn't mean that that's what you're going to have to do forever. And you might, you might get into this and be like, you know what? I love this so much more than to the one-to-one. And then you might just say, you know what? I don't even want to do that. Or you might get into it and say, you know what? I really miss that intimacy that I had with the one-to-one. And maybe you decide to make like small courses or something like that, where you can reach more people, but you're still able to have that intimacy with others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of options for sure. For sure. To think about, it's just a matter of getting out of your own head and actually you know, taking the first step to put yourself out there, right? And even put the, put the application out there to apply to be on the bigger podcast or to apply to be inside, you know, speak inside of a group or something like that. It's just taking that first step. Right. And, and just use it as an experiment. Let me see what happens if I do this. Right. 
how, do, how does this make me feel? Does this, is this where I really want to go? Mm-hmm. I like the idea of podcasts. Maybe you get on bigger podcasts instead of going on stages, or maybe you do a TEDx talk or something like that. You know, you can always, there's always different avenues. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is just going out and trying to see what feels the best to you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have you done any speaking engagements on stage? Um, not on not on stage. I've done a lot of trainings, um, in front of groups and stuff like that. I do a lot of, um, Facebook live. I had, you know, I had a group, I do a lot of that. So I've done, I've done that. I've not been like on stage at an event. No. Okay. Um, I'd love to speak. I love to be on camera. I love to speak. I love to be on video. Do you know, have you looked into anybody that is, has an event going on that you could come speak at? Um, no, this is kind of something fairly new. It's always been in the back of my mind, but it's more recently come to the forefront. I would say, um, in the last couple months, like I said, it's been kind of that big, you know, hairy, audacious goal for a long time that always just seems so far down the line, like, oh, maybe in another year. Oh, that's years down the line. And more recently realizing like, no, there's why why what's going to be different in a year from now what's going to be different in two years nothing you know it took me a year to launch my podcast and then I launched my podcast this year so it was more it's more just in the sense of there's nothing really to wait for so it's really been that shift is what what's going to be different in a year than right now nothing you know right and things seem so much scarier when we're looking at it from the outside, looking in like, oh my gosh, like you said, we look at it like I have to go scale and it's got to be so grand and, and big to begin with. But in the reality of it, it normally doesn't work that way. It kind of eases itself in and it's not as scary as we think it is once we start taking steps. Right. Yep. Those small steps. And that's kind of where I was at. And that's why when you were saying, you know, when you um, we had this conversation. It's like, what is really holding you back? You know, what's holding you back from that? And I really don't have a good answer for it. And that's, that's an interesting, that's an interesting place to be, I think. Right. Yeah. Because it's a lot of that is us not even thinking about it. We just, we just let our, our brain and our thoughts run off with it because their job is to protect us. If you do something out of your comfort zone, that's scary. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> your brain cannot distinguish between excitement and fear. Mm. So when there's excitement, it gives off the fear. Well, the part of your brain that is in charge of fear thinks that a saber-toothed tiger is coming after you. Right. But in, in all actuality, you're excited about it. So you have to like, you have to talk to yourself and think about it and and reflect on what is actually going on. Is this something that I'm really scared of? Is this going to hurt me? And think of, be intentional about your feelings. I mean, your thoughts, sorry. Mm -hmm. Be intentional about that. Have you thought, have you thought about doing like a small event near you? Um, There's not a lot of it going on. um, To be honest with you, I have done it. Um, I've looked into it in the past. I put one together actually, but 
I live in a fairly um, transient area I'm in Southwest Florida. It's very retirement, very snowbird, touristy. So not to say that there's not business. There is. Right, um, right. There, there's, of course, business and there's there's just not a lot of events happening in this area from what I've seen. Okay. Yeah. okay. Which is fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, do you network with a lot of other people that are in the same field as you? Um, yeah, um, the same field and or corresponding, you know, referral partner type um, mar- marketing. I just recently joined a really great networking event back in June. Um, and that's been really powerful. There's a lot of opportunity there. So I've just been doing my best to connect with as many people as I possibly can inside of there. Get my get my name out there and talk to as many people as possible. And yeah, you just never know where the opportunity lies. Have I mentioned to any of them that I'm looking for speaking opportunities? No. <laughs> that was going to be my next thing. I was going to say, start talking about it. I know. Yeah. Because they might not know anybody that's doing it, but they might have a friend that's in Western Florida that's like, hey, I want to put on an event. I'd love to have you. Or maybe it's somewhere else. And they're like, hey, we'll fly you out here so that right. you can be on a, in our event. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely just talking about it, putting it out there and, and just letting letting it take, like you said, just getting over the, the fear versus excitement. That's an interesting, I had never really heard that before. That's an really interesting thought of the, you know, the brain processing in a similar way. So it is, it's like, is this excitement or is this fear and being able to just put it out there from an excitement perspective versus fear, you know, that that's, that's a powerful shift in thinking as well. Right. We, nothing has any meaning until we give it to it. So if you say this right here is exciting to me, it's something that I want to do. And you like get pumped up and excited about it. Then of, of course, like I said, the brain doesn't know the difference, but if you can like acknowledge, yes, this is excitement. It isn't fear. It's okay. You don't have to worry about this. Then it's going to help you so much to get farther. Cause the things that you're like, start freaking out about, you're not even going to freak out about it because this is excitement. I'm so excited to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's going to, it's going to help you in that area. Right. Yeah. Very, really powerful for sure. Definitely got to just put yourself out there and start talking about it, you know, versus just talking about it to yourself. You know, it's one thing to, to say things and say, Oh yeah, I'm going to be a speaker someday, or I'm going to be on stages. And, but to actually tell people when you're networking, Oh yeah, this is what I'm looking to do. Or what I'm looking for is to be on stages. You know, that's a whole different that's a whole different ball game when you say it to yourself versus telling it to somebody else. Right. It, it, it kind of makes it more real, right? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, people a lot of times have more confidence in us than we do. So the more you talk about it, you might be like, I'm, I'm looking for speaking engagements. And somebody's like, oh, that's so cool. And they're like, oh, well, she's obviously got it together. She can make this happen, you know? So they are going to run with that. And the more that you tell people, the more confident you're going to be in it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to say, hey, this is what I specialize in. This is what I want to, this is what I want to do at the events. And, and the more you talk about it, the more that it gets out, the more comfortable it is, the more unforeign it sounds and and it doesn't seem as threatening to you right. or to your brain mm-hmm. 
That's yeah. not to say that you're not going to be nervous the first time you do it or the first couple of times you do it, but it will become more of a comfort thing. The more that you do it, the more you talk about it, the more you do it. Right. For sure. Yeah. It makes sense. You know, the more you, you do something, I mean, even we, we tell our children to do that get up, try again, keep doing it, keep doing it. But yeah, as adults, we tend to just say, no, I don't think so. You know, and not, and not put ourselves out there. It's, it's, for whatever reason, like I said, we don't really always have a very good reason for it. Well, and sometimes it might even come back to childhood. Maybe sometime, maybe one time when you were younger, you told somebody that you wanted to do something and they laughed at you and said, oh, that's crazy. That's a crazy idea. Or you can't do that or something like that. And that kind of like goes back into our subconscious. Mm. And, and it, and it, then when something comes up, like, oh, can I do this? Well, these people have laughed at me before and told me that I couldn't do this. So maybe if I say this out loud, people are going to judge me for it, or they're going to laugh at me and tell me that I can't do it. Right. You know, and, and that's not necessarily the case, but that's where a lot of it comes from. Mm-hmm. We, or, or maybe you hear somebody that's close to you, that's pretty, pretty, um, powerful and has a big business and they say, Oh, I can't do this. So then you think, Oh my gosh, if they can't do that, how am I going to make this happen? Right. It's Cause we make other people's stories, our stories, and we don't ever question them. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You know, I mean, you don't realize how, how these little experiences that maybe just are in passing or something that's happened really can play a role in, you know, the way you go about your day. That's really interesting. You know, these little things you wouldn't think about it. Like I'm sure that's happened to me as a kid, you know what I mean? Like we've all been there, Mm -hmm. done that, but would I go back and think or reflect on the fact that that may or may not be holding me back? It probably is. You know, you don't realize the, the power of that and what that's turning into. Yeah. And it's, it's about spending time with yourself and just, and, and reflecting, why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. Is there even a reason that I can think of? Well, there's obviously a reason. It's not so um, so cut and dry. There's got to be something that makes you feel that way. It's something about your your brain is um, protecting you from something. So you just have to go back and search into that and figure out what is it exactly that happened so that I can move forward from that or I can change that story that happened. Oh, this person said that because they've never had anybody, they never seen anybody else do anything like this before. So they didn't know it was possible. But right. I, I, but you see people every day get on stage and they impact hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. So if somebody else is doing it, of course you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely one thing to for sure keep in, you know, is always looking at it and saying just because instead of change, it's the changing of the, the self-talk to say, you know, if they can do it, I can do it versus, well, they must be further ahead than me, or they must have better connections, right? Like, I think sometimes we look at people and we think, oh, well, I could never be at that level, or they must be, you know, they've got this, or they've got that, or whatever it is. I mean, there's always stories that you can make up about it versus looking at somebody and going, well, if they can do it, I can do it too. You know, it's mm-hmm. just as possible for me as it is for them. Exactly. And you know, they started out exactly where you are too. Right. And maybe they did have more connections than you, but that doesn't mean that it can't happen for you because not everyone that is speaking on stage has connections. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear, um, 
Steve Harvey just popped in my head. Like you hear about like Steve Harvey, like living in his car and look at how famous he is now. And he, he like, of course he's a comedian and all this other stuff, but he was a motivational speaker too. And so to see that somebody can not have anything on their side and become what he did. Why, why can't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm reading um, Alicia Keys memoir and you know, same thing. She started with nothing. She got one big break, you know, got interviewed on Oprah and that was the really what turned it for her. And, but other than that, she was just a, a girl from New York city that loved to play the piano. You know, it's really interesting always to look at it and, you think that there's this like amazing, oh, they've had these connections or it's in their blood or their parents or this or that. And the reality is a lot of times it's not. Right. They, they work themselves up and they've done, they did the scary thing. You know, they put themselves out there. They, they took the scary action, which yep. so many of us are not willing to do, I guess, or at least yeah. say it out loud. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's messy action too. I was uh, talking with someone yesterday and she was like, everything has to be perfect when I put it out. And I'm like, well, then you're never going to get anything out. Right. Because you've never done it before. So there's no way you can be perfect at it. Yeah, absolutely. No, there's no such thing as perfection. That's for sure. Yeah. It's just something that that's another protection thing that we, that our brain does is <laughs> having to be perfect because then you never do anything. So just stepping out into it and doing it. And, mm -hmm. and looking at it as an experiment, like I said before, you don't have to commit to anything. That's the, the greatest thing about entrepreneurship is that you don't have to commit to anything. If right. you do something and you don't like it, it doesn't feel good to you. You don't have to do it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tell my clients that all the time. It's being a, being a client of the client, right? Like being your own best client. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. We're always our own worst client. I feel like. Well, the thing is, is that we're all human and this growth journey is a lot. It takes our lifetime. Mm -hmm. It's not like we reach this pinnacle one day that we don't have to start or we, we can stop growing. No, we're continuously growing. We're human. We have mind drama, just like our clients have mind drama and just to have someone to talk it over and give you a different perspective is sometimes what you need. No, absolutely. Yeah. Especially because like you said, like when you, when somebody asks you a question and you can't come up with an answer, it's very obvious that what the stories that you've made up in your head are exactly that stories. Like you said, what's holding you back I, when you don't have a good answer, <laughs> really, what is holding you back? <laughs> you know, having to, to say it out loud, it's like, well, I guess not nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just the fear of taking that step. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes it's, what are people going to think of me? It's sometimes like, what is it going to look for, look like for me? But <clears throat> if you get to a point where you can't handle it, you can always turn back or you can always do something a little bit differently. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe you get to traveling and it gets to be too much. And then you say, you know what, I'm only going to do this do one speaking engagement a week. You can do that. Mm -hmm. I, I love doing it, but to do it three or four times or to be gone for weeks at a time is not what I want. So maybe I'll only do once, once a week or once a month or however you decide to do it, but don't get too caught up in that right now. Mm -hmm. Just, just start doing it and see, 
if you even like it. Right. Yeah. That's taking that first step for sure. Just getting out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do have big dreams of it, so it's definitely, it's definitely time to take action on it and start, like you said, start on small stages, start in front of a few people and see what happens. Right. That's so awesome. I can't wait to see you on a big stage. I'm going to see you on TV one day and be like, look, I did a podcast with her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's my goal. Do you have anything else you'd like to go over today? No, I think that's it. I think, you know, just even have, like I said, talking it out loud and just being asked the question and having to come up with an answer is, is probably one of the most powerful exercises that you can do in general and how you've helped in, in that way of just moving forward. I think anybody could benefit from that. Just even asking yourself the question doesn't help. You know, we could talk to ourselves all day long, but being able to voice it out loud and, and go through that, it's, it's powerful. So I appreciate that very much. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely. And, and thank you guys. We will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in today. If you love this episode of Turning Your Trash into Treasure, head over to Anchor, Spotify, or Google Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you for listening and your reviews. Until next time.